Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And before an excellent podcast, quick shout out to our sponsor, Brex. Brex is a credit card for startups, the first one ever. It's fantastic. They don't require a personal guarantee by the founder. That is a huge, huge deal. Also has great integration with QuickBooks, which makes life easy for your accountant. And finally, they have really good rewards. They do startup-centric rewards, so like bonuses on ride-sharing and travel and eating out and things like that, all things that appeal to the whole team at a startup. So check out Brex, and if you go through their sign-up and type in Cruise, you get a discount. Hopefully you enjoy Brex, and thanks so much, guys, for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting, and my very special guest is... Two guests, Steph Mann and Ann Foreman of At Your Core. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. My pleasure. So we've started taking or doing a lot of work on our kind of internal company culture and values. So I wanted to have you on because we've actually found it like really inspiring. It's been amazing. So maybe give the quick story of what you do and why you started this company. So first off, At Your Core is a values and culture consultancy. So we help companies define their core values, which we believe really creates a foundation for culture as they scale. And those values support both the business and the culture, and that's really important. But just how we got here, so we are not in the HR space at all. We do not, our background is not in human resources, but rather we spent the last 15 years as operators running businesses um, at a range of companies. So I've previously worked at companies like Deloitte and Clorox and Method, and has worked at agencies at Mattel, Method, Juicer, so a huge range of big and small companies. But we met together working as GMs at Method. I was running the personal care business and Anne was running the home care business. And we quickly connected over our shared energy and desire to build strong cultures. So we realized that we've always kind of done this as extracurricular mm -hmm. activities, shall we say, as part of our job. So spearheading culture initiatives, running values teams, leading and facilitating offsites. Um, and that was just kind of a, a side, a side hustle or gig. Was it because like you, I, like the word operator has a really strong connotation in startups. It's like those mm -hmm. are the people who get stuff done and run the business. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming you came at it from like, hey, it's actually going to enable our business. This is going to actually just make us more successful. I don't care if it's like X's and O's or numbers. This is whatever. I don't care what it takes. I'm just going to run a better business. And so doing all these offsites and paying attention to the culture, which is like a very pragmatic thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, yes, it was a pragmatic thing to do, but it's not necessarily a pragmatic thing for everybody in that role. I think something that makes us unique is although we are interested in running businesses efficiently, we were always sort of naturally inclined to focus also on the human side of things yeah. um, and to really make that a part that can be operationalized, which is kind of how this, this business You said it better than me. Like I, I, what I was trying to say is like the human side actually just getting that really optimized and people feeling good and going in the same direction mm -hmm. makes the business stronger. Yes. That's what, kind of what I was trying to say. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. If you like think back to our days at Kellogg in management and organization classes, all the classes on organizational behavior, like Anne and I both in business school, like that's what we were drawn to. And a lot of people would be like, oh, that's the soft side of business. Yeah. Does it really matter? I took a lot of those classes too. Right? Actually, They're really fascinating. Like yeah, yeah. And professors would always say like, at some point you're going to realize that this is the most important thing you'll ever learn yeah you know fast forward 10 plus years when we're all like leaders in our career realizing that like those skills do really matter yeah. and we kept thinking about how you know if we're getting the biggest amount of our energy derived through helping people um, create stronger teams 
does that have to be just a side part? Yeah. Or can that be our full job? It's a classic, like, this should just be my full-time job. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But did you look around and you're like, hey, no one's really doing this too? Like that's kind of like you must have had this really amazing epiphany where it's like, oh yeah. my gosh, we can we can actually have fun at, in our work and also make a living. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think we both were sort of wanting to get into that space and feeling like this could be something that could be meaningful. And so what we did initially when we were thinking about starting a company is we had a ton of conversations with people. Obviously, we had our own firsthand experiences just from our you know work um, to date. But we wanted to know how do companies really approach values, and so we talked to a, a host of people. We found sort of two main things. So one is that my company has words on a page. I got them at orientation. I don't really know what they are. Yeah, if I look totally. through my files somewhere, I'll find them. Yeah, and you read them once. Exactly. Signed sign something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you definitely signed it. You might see them on a wall in the bathroom, <laughs> but that's it. But not very uh, inspiring, and certainly not something that people were connected to. Yeah. On the flip side, we talked to some people that you know, really understood their company's values through and through, that were using it in everyday situations, their leaders were reinforcing it, they were personally reinforcing it. And the people from those companies, these are people from companies that um, not only are known for strong cultures, but also are kind of have differentiated themselves within their field. So like the Airbnbs, Zappos, um, you know, those kind of HubSpot companies that have both of these things really going for them. And it kind of comes back to, hey, there's this key unlock there where if you set up your values correctly and if you really embed them properly throughout every facet of the employee experience, it just unlocks the potential of the yeah. company both on the business side and on the yeah. cultural side. I feel like it keeps people, it's a good like checkpoint or people can always refer back to it and mm-hmm. know, it's almost like a compass or their North Star. Exactly. And then you like, Am I doing this right or am I acting the right way? Mm-hmm. Well, let me look at this. And, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this isn't consistent with how we should be doing things, you know. But without that North Star, sometimes you don't have a guiding post. That you can kind of go off off oh, course, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we often describe it as like it's a code of how to work together. Yeah. So it's really like bringing to life the how, yeah. not just the what. Yeah, and as we get bigger, I feel this like even more and more. It's like so much more important for us because – we used to just be sitting in the same room and kind of culture built that way. But also we would sometimes not go the right direction. We would like, we were working too many hours or we were whatever. And now as a distributed company, it's actually more important because now we can all kind of identify the same things, have something in common. Mm -hmm. And that North star is actually more important for us nowadays. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that with like more companies going remote? Like it's, yeah, it's very timely. We actually have a talk that we're giving soon to a VC company, to all of their heads of people. And it's all about how to create culture and engage remote workforce. It's becoming more and more important. Could I I sit in on that? That would be really good. Absolutely. We can come here and give. That would be awesome. Yeah. Give the you same should, talk. That but. should be like a webinar or something like that for yeah. you. So. Yeah, but absolutely. You're yeah. spot on. It becomes even more important because you don't necessarily have the flybys and the face-to-face yeah. all the time. So Matt Zeiser is working with us as a consultant just on a bunch of stuff. And he, a friend of ours from business school, and he's actually working on that project too. So oh, nice. I'll tell him yeah. I'll call you. Connect us. Um, well, maybe explain how the service works. Like how, you know, if, if me, a, a startup company or a VC fund wants to get a diagnostic or how do, how do they get involved with you? Yeah, so a lot of our clients end up being through referral or they see us talk on a panel or whatnot, but it tends to be, as we said, small to mid-sized companies. So there's really kind of a key inflection point between like 50 and 75 employees 
where they're starting to grow and they're about to escalate their growth quite quickly. And they really need to make sure that they embed the core values and define them so that they create that strong foundation. So, uh, you know, the other key inflection point is also if someone's experienced uh, leadership change and there's a new CEO coming in and really wants to kind of reset and restart the company on a really Mm -hmm. strong note, that's Mm -hmm. an excellent time to bring us in. And we have like a pretty like key three phased approach when we're partnering with clients. The first is all about discovery. So as we said, like the values have to feel like they are part of the company. They're authentic yeah. to them. They're created by them. So Anne and I, in some ways, are just a tool to help them. I was going to say, you're like helping yeah. them suss it out themselves. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's all, it's still, it's all them. They're really doing the creation. We're kind of helping to articulate it. But yeah. so during this discovery phase, we're meeting with definitely everyone on the leadership, but a host of people throughout the organization. We typically also host like company-wide culture lunch chats. We do surveys too, just to get as much information as possible to understand what are the unique unique things that make this company tick? Yeah. What do people really love about the company? What are some opportunities for improvement across the employee experience? Do you find like this is a crazy question, but do you find you get more out of the interviews or the surveys or what or is it just the combination of both or I think it's the it's definitely the combination. The interviews are really insightful because, you know, as Steph mentioned, we usually talk with the whole leadership team, but we mm. talk with them individually. Yeah. So we get their specific take, not only Do you compare on, and you compare yeah. you ever like overlay yeah, them? Exactly. You're like, oh, yeah, there's three people who are totally <laughs> seeing this differently than uh-huh. others, you know? Yeah, but you know, one of the things that we ask them is, where is the company going in three to five years? And it's amazing, even on leadership teams, sometimes they're very united on that and sometimes they're yeah. not, but even still, we can help them to sort of reflect back, this is where you want to go, what is it really going to take to get there? Yeah. And how can we help you by um, really codifying the behaviors you want to see from your people. Yeah. What do you really need them to show up and do every day and in what way to make this vision yeah. a reality? Do you ever have like a hard conversation of like if you're not, you are not aligned with the rest of the management team, like maybe this isn't the right place for you or is that not, that's kind of out of scope for what you're doing or or they feel it? Like, I would just be interested to yeah. sit in some of those interviews and like have, you know, you must know where maybe manage, senior manager really wants to go and then you see people who are not aligned. It's definitely the case that some some yeah. people are not aligned. I think this process is great in getting people aligned because we're bringing everyone yeah, yeah, into a yeah. room kind of and brainstorming and ideating together. Yeah. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point that becomes something that we yeah. do because at the end of our projects, we're often continuing our relationships with the leadership to figure out how do they model those behaviors. Yeah. We've been talking more about just like the Jeff Bezos, like disagree, but then commit thing. Yep. Cause like yep. sometimes you can't, everyone is not going to buy in completely, but mm-hmm. they have to, everyone has to kind of commit to doing whatever the exactly. version is. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So you do the so, discovery so process. So we do the discovery and that al- uncovers a ton of themes that we think could be values themes, but we need to dive in a lot further. So the second phase is a workshop approach. So we take folks off site and we feel like it's very important to have a broad range of folks representing the company. So all levels, all tenures, all functions, like this really broad set of folks who leadership is usually identifying as cultural champions or people who really like unspoken in unspoken ways embrace the culture that they want to maintain or grow or keep. Um, and so Anne and I facilitate, it can either be one to two day workshop, which we take a storytelling approach. So it's all about these, like pulling out these nuggets of 
what were what was their best day ever at this company? Do you ask the group that, or do mm-hmm. you? Oh, cool. But it's it's the group, and we go around and have everyone share either a story of their best day or the biggest challenge they overcame, and who exactly were they working with? What were the behaviors like? Really digging in as to like what made that so good. What do people do? The people say individual stuff, or do they say company stuff, or maybe that's part of it. It's a mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a mix. Some people just, definitely take more of a of a broad approach. Yeah. versus others are very. You know, it's a very, very I own personal this and thing. I got this yeah. over the finish line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So there's a range of exercises of, of storytelling, of like thinking fast word associations, of like, you know, different values themes. Does that feel like it matches with the company or not? Yeah. Um, so it's a whole day of, of exercises to really pull out what are those best moments, what makes this company super unique. And then we break them up into teams and we give them ideas and themes to workshop. So like the onus is on them as a team Uh to really pressure test and say, does this fit for a company? What are the specific behaviors we want to see? What exists today versus what should exist in the future? And this is like the multi-day retreat. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to get (laughs) offsite. As you know, people have very busy schedules. And so we really need to remove them from the day to day. And they make make the commitment too, right? It's like a psychological thing. Mm -hmm. And part of the beauty of having you know partners like at your core to come in and help with this process yeah. is it really almost is a forcing function for the company to say you know what we've known this is important we've wanted we're spending to do money this, on this but now yeah. we're committing to it and commitment you know we have the whole process laid out so we get dates on the calendar all this stuff and then we help them to really prioritize it yeah and also at the end of the day, when they've got all of these themes and all of this brain dump that they've just done, right? That's exhausting yeah, for, the, for that for sure. team, but it's also really empowering. They feel yeah. like, wow, I've got, look at all this great stuff. I really do love working yeah. here. And this is something that's gonna recommit me and I don't need to wait for the values to come out. Tomorrow I can go back and start making change. But what we do after we get that brain dump is then we spend the time to bubble up the themes and really reflect back to them you know this is what we heard this is what we heard is really special about this and what is imperative going forward for you guys to be successful and you know we just had one with a client uh last week where we shared back you know the first time that they were seeing sort of our version of the values after the exercise and they just said i i don't know how but what we left oh. with was all of this essence, and here it is reframed. Like now it makes sense. That's awesome. And you know, it's just a well, yeah, because really people, cool when they're coming with so many ideas, they can lose it's hard to digest while you're coming with those ideas. Yeah. You make it easier. Yeah. It's also, I just love that. Like comparing that to your example at the beginning of the podcast, where you're like, yeah, people get a piece of paper with, with five core values on it that they don't really internalize. Mm-hmm. They've helped form this, That's and right. so now they're, they're part owners of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's easier for them to, to spread it. And yeah, they're it champions it. now. Yeah. And the onus, we definitely talk about the onus is on them to champion it the other thing just when we come back and deliver the values is given our brand background we make sure that it's all in their brand voice right so it has to reflect their personality it has to include if they're you know they're playful or humor or serious you know we've had a range of different clients but we have to reflect that uniqueness and make sure that it's very distinct so they feel like it is like totally ownable yeah. by them as a yeah. company. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third phase is once, and just to be clear, the, the values development is super iterative. So we yeah. do the workshop, but it is, it, it's hard work to call it down because yeah. we always say like three to five values editor. is editor. like the right yeah. area and getting really clear on what behaviors matter most for that company. 
And then it's all about bringing them to life. The last thing we want to do is, again, leave a company with just values on a page. Yeah. So do you make them act it out after, or what do you do? So there's there's two big things. There's a rollout moment. Um, so we'll help advise them on having a big, big company cultural moment where they are sharing the values with the whole organization. And this is a great way, as Ann said, to get the whole company kind of recommitted and re-energized. And as part of that day, you know, we suggest a, a agenda for how to run it. There's a ton of exercises. There's some maybe role playing. We have different ways to bring them to life. Yeah. You might be doing skits, acting it out. Other times it's just storytelling or you're actually presenting values awards as a way oh, to that's cool. use real yeah. life examples and bring yeah. it to life. So that moment is a huge moment. Then again, we want to make sure even then it's not just like, here it is. It's done. Yeah, take, yeah. So we develop a playbook that crosses what we call seven pillars of the employee experience, starting with hiring, then going on to onboarding, development, goals and reviews, recognition, connection, and modeling. And we like literally give them specific interview questions of how would you ask a question and what should you listen for to hire on value? What does modeling mean? Modeling. You want to talk about modeling? Well, yes, sir, sure. <laughs> um, modeling is you know, the seventh pillar, but we say it's actually the most important one. Yeah. So it's, you can think about it as how does, how does leadership show up, but it's really everybody, right? Everybody should be modeling and living yeah. values every day. But for leaders, it's how do they make sure that in the big moments and also the small moments that they are really living the values mm -hmm. because if you have um, you know, values that are clearly articulated, but your leaders at the top are not modeling yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very easy way to break trust within the organization, mm -hmm. right? And then they can start to feel inauthentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That you makes really need sense. to make sure. So they're like living the values, basically. They're living the values, yeah. yeah. But taking the time Good and taking the opportunities when you know, maybe there is a tough business decision that has to be made, how can they refer back to the values? They themselves use the values as a tool and yeah. then reinforce that with the organization. So stand up in front of the company and say, you know what, everybody, this went this way and this is why we're making this decision. It goes back to our values and this is how we're really committed to you know, what we stand for. Yeah. And you know, making sure that you're reinforcing at those, those important That's really components. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's actually, you're right, because if they, if they take shortcuts or don't, or I'm an exception because I'm the leader yeah. of the company, that actually is super destructive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, does that's, more harm than that's good. That's really cool. Absolutely. How do you do, okay, so keep, so you have the seven pillars. Yep. So, so again, it's very customized based on the processes that already exist and how do you make sure that the values are embedded. So if you think about onboarding a new employee, how do you make sure that like right when they start, I mean, ideally they've been exposed to the values in the interview process, but like you're hitting the ground running by reinforcing the values, bringing yeah. them to life, it's a really good you know, point. through, whether it's through orientation, presentation, swag, everyone we always say should have values cards at their desk the first day they start. Oh, that's Pocket cool. Pocket size, so they can bring them everywhere. You want to make them that's really a good, accessible. Well, that makes it really tangible too. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. Wait, so what do you do? Like little note cards or like? Yeah, we, we recommend different sizes, but oftentimes you have, you know, the, the name on one side, the behaviors on the other as like a reminder. That's really cool. It can become a tool later if you're in a difficult meeting. It honestly sometimes diffuses situations we've seen in conflict people where break them out. Yeah, where people like you could have a behavior, let's say that's like yes and you know, and yeah, someone yeah. is like adamantly no, yeah, and you're like let's you know let's the, bring back the, the yes value. and is improv technique, right? Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. Exactly. We have a, we've had an improv person on the podcast before, so that's oh nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then how like. How do you measure the impact or do, do you measure the impact or how does that work? Like after you've kind of gone through your Comfort. process? Yeah. 
So um, a lot of the companies that we work with are already doing engagement, employee engagement surveys, or if they're not, we recommend that they start doing mm. that. Um, and we have a series of questions that we ask them to add to their employee mm. engagement survey. You know, do they fully understand the values? Do they feel like their coworkers are living the values? Do they feel like leadership or modeling the values? You know, so we'll track those over time. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also just look at the general employee engagement scores because, you know, kind of like I was mentioning at the beginning, at those companies that are really living it and doing a great job at every uh, inflection point. You can tell. You can, yeah, yeah. People are, people know what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it. And it like, it just diffuses any confusion. Yeah. And mm -hmm. keeps people on a really positive path. Yeah. So employee engagement naturally goes up. Do you have like a, this is like the super finance person in me, but like, do you have an ROI calculation or how do you justify the expense? Like you must be selling this to someone who has to write a check. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, Anne and Steph, this sounds great. What, what, how do I think about the return on my investment for this? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple like Gallup polls that have actually researched um, productivity as well as retention yeah. if you have highly engaged employees. Yeah. So you can kind of there's do a that strong connection. correlation. Yeah. yeah. And like even there's a stat that from Gallup that revenue can increase by 33% if you have a more engaged wow. workforce. Mm -hmm. um, and absenteeism lowers by like 41%. Yeah, 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 so there yeah. are a bunch of like data that, you know, yeah. when we do go present to companies, we will bring those stats. Some people, as you said, are very tied to that, but we've actually found more than anything, people understand when they need it and they kind of get the service. And as long as they can have some budget, they're willing to do yeah. it. They probably, I mean, they probably have an intuitive understanding that this is important and then just kind of push them over. One of the things we always joke about is startups bring us in when their accounting or finance is totally screwed up. <laughs> and so like almost every... Yeah company we do has like we have to go fix a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and like uh we actually brought an hr person on recently and i was like hey guess what we have some things to work on <laughs> like and she's like that's every single client i take on you know so it's yeah. like there's no shame in that that's just how mm -hmm. it is do you find the same thing like you come in you're like oh that that doesn't sound like a great situation but hey i'm here to make it better is that mm -hmm. like the, a kind of a core thing for you I think there are some founders that just get it and yeah. want to do it proactively. Yeah. There are also other businesses that are like, ooh, you know what, we're having a little bit of tension here and we've got to figure out a way to address it. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when we, or all the time actually, when we're working with companies, the, the output is objective tools to point to. So you can say, you know, this is a behavior that we expect to see and if people are doing something that's the opposite then you all of a sudden have something that you can point to a common right? ground yeah, yeah. That you know it's wrong mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense you hold you're able to hold people accountable in a like clear fashion yeah yeah, yeah. that's the north star thing it mm -hmm. makes sense also what about um just like the signaling power of this to your team members Absolutely. right like it's Absolutely. like you take it really seriously you're spending money on it you're spending yeah. a lot of time on it yeah and often when we get up in front of companies we're reminding them you know how awesome it is that their leaders are yeah, committing yeah, yeah, to this yeah, yeah, and yeah. how excited they should be that we're all getting the chance to you know engage in this process together and really build the culture that they collectively want to see yeah because um, it, it is pretty neat when leaders step up yeah. and, and do that for their people. That's really cool. And just like just initiating the project can make an impact. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Just like, as you, you said, like day yeah. one, like when we did this like lunch chat and we we're like, hey guys, we're here because your founders really want to proactively yeah. define your values. They're like, this is awesome yeah. and super fun. You know, yeah. it's a it's an engaging process. Yeah. 
And then hopefully they'll see even more benefit, obviously, when it's rolled out. But yeah. even just knowing that people are committed mm-hmm. makes an impact. That's awesome. How's it been starting this from scratch? Like you have literally started this company from zero. Mm-hmm. You quit your jobs. Yep. Like how, how's that journey been for you? You're still smiling. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so it's not terrible. We're smiling because we love it. Yeah. You know, like this this has been the easiest labor of love, I think, that either of us have ever taken on. I'm speaking for you now, Steph. But, you know, it's just doing something that you really enjoy is amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, the cool thing is we still get to do the business strategy side that we kind of, you know, grew up doing because we're getting to know companies so intimately and we're getting to know what their problems and challenges are and sometimes we throw them extra, you know, recommendations. Yeah. You can't turn that part off. Yeah. Um, but then we're getting to focus on the people side. Yeah. I also think your positioning of like the ex-marketing people who know your Mm -hmm. brand language Mm -hmm. and really makes sense to me because as it may, and maybe I tend to be like more of a functional person because I don't have an HR background, but like, there's a different, that's a different cell than so, just mm-hmm. like improve HR or something like that. You're yeah. actually like speaking their language. Yeah. Exactly. So I would assume that makes sales a little bit easier. Yeah. I think especially because we, you know, sell into founders or CEOs, like yeah. it's because we believe like it, that has to, the process has to be bought in from yeah. the top. We're not selling in just to someone on the HR team. They can yeah. often be like a critical partner the conduit, in the whole yeah. process, yeah. but we have to start from the top. So being able to talk and really understanding their business and their strategy. Yeah. Well, it gets back to that. Them not being an exception and buying in and demonstrating and modeling the behavior. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah. Exactly. That makes all sense. You're selling the small and medium sized business. First of all, why did you choose small and medium sized businesses and how's that been? Is it working and not working? What's what's your experience? I think it's working very well actually because yeah. uh, you know there is that sort of inflection point that Steph was mentioning earlier where you know when you're really small oftentimes you can kind of get by because the values are understood. They very much flow from the founder. Everybody's working together very closely on a Mm -hmm. daily basis. Mm -hmm. But then you start to grow a little bit and you get a couple of reporting layers and all of a sudden people aren't quite as close to the everyday decisions and you kind of lose a little bit of that control in, yeah. a, in a good way right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well there you're trying to delegate but, trying to so, delegate, but you, yeah. and another way of looking at that is losing control yeah so yeah and then once you get to about 50 people we find that if the values have not been really codified things start to get really fuzzy and yeah. break down and that's where you start to get a lot of these hot spots and tensions so we find that there is a real need at that size and that we are also able to make a big impact yeah. because you can involve the whole organization you know, in some way or another yeah. as you're creating it. So everybody feels really personally yeah. connected and it's just a, it's a really rewarding. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say like 30 people actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't this is your business. But yeah. Like, 30 works too. Yeah. I think 30, 30 is yeah. where it really starts to get a little more fragmented mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the person to person messaging isn't as effective. Yeah. Yeah. Because oftentimes people go from like 30 to 40 pretty quickly or 30 to 45. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Once you hit those different kind of inflection points. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's, I think we always say we love what we do and we're really fortunate that we work together so well because we are literally next to each other often, like sometimes <laughs> have to be separated, but it just works. Yeah. And we always say we're actually better together. Like all of our output gets strengthened. Yeah. by the like feedback we give each other mm-hmm. but it is also hard starting a new company and selling as you can imagine because a lot of these companies that could really benefit from our services they're trying to you know manage their budget and they're trying to raise money at the same time so um you know it's kind of sometimes it's right place right time yeah but we're just you know hopeful the more that people hear about us or know it's top of mind so yeah. when they're ready for it 
were there. And well, if they even know a service like this exists. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not, yeah, a, not yeah. a defined industry, yeah, you know, we're yeah. kind of creating something that uh, doesn't really exist. Yeah. yeah. Also, word of mouth, though, is really powerful. I mean, that's yeah. our by far our biggest kind of channel for new clients so I'm sure that's going to kick in for you yeah. too or already has kicked in yeah it's funny if I think back to the beginning of how we got here when we decided we wanted to do something different that was more focused on people and culture and we would literally like talk to people in in the industry in the talent people space we're like there's no job description that captures what we want to do or search term or search term like yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing so that's when yeah. we just were like maybe we just create it yeah so it is it's you know sometimes we have to educate a little bit more but i'm finding more and more and especially in the bay area people get it yeah and they're pretty excited about yeah. it mm-hmm. it's again they recognize the roi like intuitive roi and mm-hmm. just you know it's especially as bay area companies are moving are doing more remote stuff i think we're yeah. like a little microcosm of every other startup in san francisco where it's like you can just attract really amazing people across the country mm-hmm. and you know it's, it makes sense to you instead of battling it out for for good people here in yep. the city so exactly um like so how many how many is it just you two still or is it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Us, yeah. Uh, i was thinking actually we were talking about how great it is working together i was like oh they're in the honeymoon phase <laughs> right now this is you know i recognize that look <laughs> For Vanessa and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so nice. Yeah, so we're so we just are so productive together. You know, Uh pretty soon you'll be like, you sit over there, I'll sit over here. Uh Oh, Uh, and what's and what's the growth? Like I always like to kind of ask, like, what's next? Like, where you? Is it just fine tuning this and just kind of getting more clients? Or yes, uh, definitely wanting to continue on this space. Um, And then we've also found sort of a natural extension in employer brand work. Mm -hmm. So really helping companies to identify what is their unique employer value proposition. Mm. This again goes back to our marketing backgrounds, but Mm -hmm. it's a natural extension from the values work. Yeah. But helping them to hone in on that and think about. How are they going to attract, hire, and retain talent? Yeah. And particularly in this area, right? It's it's such a competitive talent market right now. So companies are really hungry for figuring out how do we get really crystal clear about who we are as an employer? Yeah. And how do we message that? And then how do we actually show up for our own employees in that way? Yeah. So it's um, you know kind of a nice a nice. You're, I think you're really early days in this trend, so congratulations mm-hmm. and, and kudos to you for taking the risk and going out there and starting your own company. It's really cool. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, I, I, so two fun. years from now, I'm sure you'll be smiling. <laughs> and yeah, have us back in two years. Yeah, we'll talk about the end of Well, okay, thank you so much for coming by. Can you maybe tell everyone where they can find it at your core? Yep. And Steph and Ann, and how do they find you and reach out to you? Absolutely. So www.atyourcore.co. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people just type in the Google. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. At your core. That too. At your Google. core. Um, it's Steph at at your core and Ann at at your core. Mm-hmm. But yes, just reach out to us directly. We'd be happy to meet you in person, jump on the phone, and talk about how we can help. Cool. And I like I said, we have started really doing this kind of work internally, and it's making a big difference. And we it makes the, makes the job more fun for everybody, yeah. including yeah. us. So it's it's. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Awesome. It can just, it's just a lot of fun for people in the company, yeah. right? This is an opportunity to connect with each other and to really enjoy each other as yeah. well. So I always think just find your North Star as a company. And mm-hmm. That's what you're helping people do. So. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Thanks Thank for coming you. by, ladies. Thanks Appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Founders and Friends Podcast. Quick shout out to Brex, the first startup credit card. Brex is our sponsor and we really appreciate their support. Brex has no personal guarantee for founders. That's a really big deal. It integrates really nicely with QuickBooks. 
great rewards that are startup centric. It's a really nice little tool and we are seeing it uh, all across the cruise uh, portfolio of clients. So check it out. And again, if you go through the sign up flow and type in cruise, you get a discount. So hopefully you'll check out Brex. Thanks again for the support on the podcast, guys. Take care.